Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner of Icon Real Estate. And I'm really excited to share everything that I love about Winchester, Virginia with you. We, we want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. And if you want local knowledge, you have come to the right place. I'm flying solo here today. Um, my co-host partner in crime, Nikki, once again just has some family sickness. I guess that's the life you live when you have young children who go to preschool and elementary school, and I'm sure all you parents out there know about it. They're just, just you never know what you're going to get with kids' grubby fingers licking all over stuff, so you, you never know. But Nikki, hopefully the family gets better and you stay healthy as well. Well, I'm excited about today's episode. Because over the last couple of weeks, um, in our closing comments, we've been remarking on what's happening and what to prepare for with the Shenandoah Apple Blossom Festival. And that is a staple in our Winchester community. And being uh, a podcast host here in Winchester, and we talk about all things Winchester, this is the Super Bowl of things that happen in Winchester. And we're only weeks away, believe it or not, of uh, what that looks like. And, and I'm excited to talk about it because we're able to have a guest on today that is integrally, is that a word? Yeah, integrally uh, related. I, I think that's, you can say that. Sure, go ahead and laugh out loud at me. Um, but it, it very super related with the Apple Blossom Festival. And her name is Della DeHaven. I actually have partnered with her for the last several years because in one of the other things that I do here in town is partner with my church, Fellowship Bible Church, to do events. I do music over there as well, but when it comes to um, event coordinating and planning, um, I help the church out with that. And every so often, Fellowship Bible Church hosts the Shenandoah Apple Blossom Prayer Brunch. And you can call it a lunch, you can call it a brunch. This year is actually more of a luncheon. Um, where in years past, they've had breakfast and kind of brunch food items. I'm excited because I've, I've known her, I've helped partner with her to put on these events in the past, and it's just a fun kickoff to the Apple Blossom Festival week. Um, this year, it happens to fall on April 29th, on the Friday, and, and whenever you go to the Apple Blossom website, you will see all kinds of uh, just things happening in town, and it really starts the weekend before with uh, the wine festival that goes on and you can go to the bloom.com to see all the different things happening and where they promote 10 days over 40 events of things that are going on for the festival well Della um, is really the initiator and creator of this prayer brunch that is um, a long-standing tradition that you'll find out when you hear from her how far back it dates and the initiation of that, and how all things got started with that prayer brunch. So I'm excited to introduce the interview that I was able to do with her, um, Della DeHaven, who's going to talk about how she's interconnected here with Winchester, and how this prayer brunch got started. So here's my chat with Della DeHaven. Hey, Della, how are you? Hello. Thank you so much for being here in our fancy Icon Real Estate podcast recording studio. My pleasure. I don't even call it a studio. I don't know why I say that, but it's it's our offices. So thanks for coming downtown. 
I um I'm excited about our conversation because I've known you for several years. We've interacted with promoting and putting on an Apple Blossom Shenandoah Apple Blossom event. Yes. Um, but before we get to that, I'm just curious about you. Give us a little bit of a history. Of, tell us about yourself. You know, have you always lived here in Winchester? Yes, I have always lived here. Yes. Born and raised. Went to school here. Went to college nearby. Um, I still live here in Gainsborough, which is north uh-huh. of Winchester with my husband. Yeah. And we have a son and two grandchildren, so we're very much involved in the community. Uh, what I do now, and I, I had a career in sales for 45 years, and I've been retired for six. Sales? Happily. No kidding. Yes. You could probably sell... An Eskimo refrigerator. There you go. Ice to an Eskimo, whichever way you want to put it. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I enjoyed that very much. I. What were you selling? Uh, Muscleman's Apple products. Okay. Nationwide, and I handled corporate accounts. Uh-huh. So it was a very fulfilling, gratifying, wonderful career with Nels Foods Muscleman's. So that's really how I've been involved. But since then, in my last six years, trying to get back into the community because I traveled all the time. I really wasn't entrenched in my community much. Uh And I have been involved with with supporting the community with everything local initiative. I love it. Everything is called that. Not just that's just not just a sentence you're saying, but it's something called everything Everything local. Local. I did that. I name it because that's really when I go, it's everything local. Sure. Where you eat, where you shop. And these businesses locally are important to the culture of our community. Mm-hmm. Why do you think people want to come live here? Right. Because it's quaint. The people are nice. We have great little businesses that are not the big box stores. And we have all that. Yep. We have the chain restaurants, yep. but we're supporting locally. So you'll see me about town, you know, what yes. I've posted. Yeah. And you know what? Like, our entire kind of premise of this iconic talk podcast is about promoting Winchester and keeping everything local. You probably should have been one of our very first guests uh, because of what you are all about. So how do you do that? What do you, it's, it's just kind of the creator of this everything local idea. What do you do to help promote people to shop locally and do things locally? How do you make that happen around town? Well, my good friend and I, Patty Solenberger, who I'm sure you know, she, I do. she and her husband yep. own Solenberger's Hardware, and we pretty much run around the community mm-hmm. uh, visiting restaurants and shops. Believe mm-hmm. me, there are so many businesses that we were not really aware of. Huh. So we go there, yep. promote them, post them up, invite people to visit. Yep. And again, the response is is overwhelming. Everything from from uh, small printing companies to larger printing companies to family legacy businesses who have been in the community for 100 years. And yet their families are here striving to succeed locally, keep the culture mm-hmm. alive. We, we visit art shops. We visit kitchen mm-hmm. shops. Um, Wilkins Shoe Center is another good example. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Brewer family, wonderful people who have kept that business alive. And then you have the quaint little shops like Niblins, my mothership. Yes. And then we move up and down the mall. We also visit around in the community to other restaurants. New openings, small, large, doesn't matter. But we want to stay local. So how do everyday community members around here know, like, what are the 
businesses and shops that at least you're promoting that you're grabbing onto how, do you, how are you making that public do you have like a website where you launch people do you have a magazine do you have a newspaper like is there any i'm just curious of like <laughs> what kind of what the strategy is because if you're a salesperson like that like how word of mouth i mean that, yes word of mouth really that would be it would be great to have all these wonderful yeah. things but Honestly, I don't have time for that. No, of course. So usually on Facebook, social media, uh, I use it all for the good, all you know, very, very positive. When we go in to visit people, uh, we are very well received, uh-huh. and most people have seen either myself or Patty Solenberger uh, from Facebook <clears throat> visiting local businesses, promoting them, uh, learning about new services. Uh-huh. So we are here in the community, just just moving about like guests in our own community welcoming people uh, the old businesses and the new ones that's awesome yes it is we we have really enjoyed making the new friends well i'm going to like your page on facebook and make sure that we promote that and share that because that's again that's essentially what we're all about is making sure that people know how to support each other here in the small town so i at least call people who are from winchester a townie so you are the ultimate townie which as we're moving into our kind of next conversational piece of how you have gotten affiliated with the Shenandoah Apple Blossom Festival because that is probably the climax of what Winchester is all about right the bloom the bloom so um walk me through kind of your history with um the entire festival and when did that start well and this is a personal experience and and I will make it personal Many years ago, well, actually, it was in um, 2000, 2000, I had become acquainted with some people from the festival who made it possible for us to host an event. Hmm. And I had been planning and having small ladies' luncheons, actually, at the Wayside Inn. Okay. And I met uh, Jesse Sullivan, who was affiliated with the Apple Blossom Festival and the Publicity Committee. And she said to me, how would you like to take this on a bigger scale? I mean, we, we were upwards toward 30, 40 ladies, chatty ladies, meeting at the wayside. And once upon a time, the Queen and Court went there. Yeah. And so they would hear us singing, I'll be with you at Apple Blossom yeah. time. So we were a curiosity to them. And so it just happened. We um, became became introduced to the festival. I was the first director from that event in 2000. Robert Urich was our first speaker. Hmm. Our attendance was sold out at 300 people. Wow. Yes. And the first event was at the Winchester Church of God okay. uh, gymnasium. Okay. So from that time, we moved ahead. We are now, uh, this is the 23rd year, our two venues uh, that host the event are Fellowship Bible Church, mm-hmm. and it's there this year, yes. yeah. and the Winchester Church of God, a multi-purposed um, gymnasium and and uh, banquet area. So those are the largest that can host 600 people, and for each year, except for the year, of course, that it was canceled by COVID, we are sold out at 600 people. Wow. It, it's fabulous. Yeah. It's, it's not church. It's just a great program a prayer brunch uh, the music is wonderful mm-hmm. you know yeah and uh, you are my site coordinator of yes. course very happy about that i love fellowship. to help with that yes so it's good to be back home there at fellowship again this year we're excited about the program uh, many people new people 
probably more new attendees than ever before because we're back in the bloom and yeah that's the theme this year so walk us through what even a typical prayer brunch looks like you said there's music do you have a guest speaker oh, is it pretty much the same every year oh, or are you changing things up and we change it up a little bit uh each year it, it's the same only different how about yeah, that yeah we we have the um the, the core elements of the program and then we always have um a muscleman's community minute minute i wonder how you got muscleman's involved oh yes what do you think <laughs> and they are our, our uh, primary sponsor uh, now uh-huh. foods muscleman's is our presenting sponsor and we'll talk about the other sponsors in a minute or two because that's yeah. very important. Yeah. We could not do wonderful events such as this or any of the other Apple Blossom events without sponsors and volunteers. Yeah. And again, um, our volunteers from Fellowship Bible Church and Winchester Church of God are just incredible servant hearts that come and, and present this like a gift to the mm. community. Mm-hmm. So we're very grateful for all that. And our, our church hosts. So... This year is a fellowship we've right. had at Winchester Church of God. This is a big undertaking by the venue sure. to present a great event. But as as far as the program, we, we ha- have a core program, and then we move into different things, different features that'll come. And it's great the Queen comes to see us. We have Miss Apple Blossom comes. We have the Trail of the Pink Petals. Yeah. So we throw out for the Queen. We have the Marine Corps Honor Guard that presents the flag. It's just it's it's a great event. It's inspiring and fun. And so this goes back to two thousand. Two thousand. So twenty two. This is number twenty three. You know that you're that you're doing. What did what did it take to convince the the powers that be of the festival to say this is a new event that should be a part of the entire week in the program? Uh, in the beginning, in in two thousand, there was not an event of this nature in the Apple Blossom event lineup. Mm-hmm. And the Cherry Blossom Festival, I mean, e- even at that, yeah. they have um, a, a prayer luncheon. Hmm. Uh, Governor Yunkin this year at inauguration had a beautiful prayer luncheon that was televised. Mm-hmm. So these are great additions to, to any lineup of programs that people want to attend. It is it's inspirational. Mm-hmm. We have great speakers, great music. And so it, it really wasn't a matter of persuading. It was just something Neat. that having having the people there to volunteer to do this was really important. And we were there. We yeah. filled the spot. And and it's been a great success. Incredible speakers. Uh, the, the Billy Graham family, the legacy of their family, mm-hmm. uh, Charlotte Ray Thomas. Just incredible speakers. LaDonna Gatlin was, mm. was one of my favorites. Cal Thomas's wife uh, mm-hmm. was here. I'm trying to think, um, Kurt Cameron. I remember Kurt yes, Cameron. Yes, Kurt was, was yeah. at FBC. Yep. And it's just been amazing to see the line of speakers, inspirational ones who, you know, are, are living the life that can share. Yeah. To an event like this, truly. Well, it's neat that you point out Cherry Blossom or other festivals that mm-hmm. there's a, somewhat of a tradition there that it is launched and kicked off and initiated with some sort of program, faith-based program yes. that is going to you know, hopefully honor the rest of the week and stuff that goes on. And, and and how you, I don't, this is so fascinating to me that like it's part of the entire week that it's not just a separate secondary or, you know, not thought after or not thought of kind of event, but you've got all the different, the queen, you have the, the, the guard, every, it, the 
all the pomp and circumstance that goes into it is it's part of it and it's fun but you've seen that yeah, I mean, you, sure you, you are there firsthand <laughs> and I, I, i'm so excited that we're back this year and they're working together and and for all the years that we have worked together it's been great yeah yeah i look forward to that just as much as making sure everything yeah. is executed properly so now that we're talking about that i've got to ask you outside of this specific event but since you've been in winchester for all these years what have you seen either stay the same with the festival, or what have you seen change and things evolve over the many years? I think the evolution has come with with what interests people. Hmm. Great family events, like Sunday in the Park, mm-hmm. and I believe that may be called something else now, but we have, we have the car shows, we have the family events of Sunday in the Park, of course the parades are back, yay! Yes, so, yes. finally, finally. Right? Yes. yes, Fireman's Parade, great event, that was always here, and and of course the grand feature but then you have um the craft fairs think things of this nature right that lead up that include the week that are going on you have business luncheons like the ladies luncheon mm-hmm. ladies business the, the men's luncheons those are wonderful pieces of the festival uh, you have the young at heart dance so it really takes in all demographics every generation if you want to do something it's there to do yeah and i really like that oh the kids bloom in mile for, for little ones, the kids' moving mile is amazing. It's a I mean, fad, oh, yes. My kids have since graduated, but you know, I that is a tradition. Isn't that a great event? You know, every year you, mm-hmm. you show up and you watch the kids run, and it's just fascinating how they can run up that hill and then around the Hanley campus mm-hmm. and back again, and they will beat me. <laughs> and the thir- the Thursday walk, the community walk, is at the museum of the Shenandoah Valley okay. Trails. Yep. Yes. So that is always. A great event too, and the venue will lend itself to more people. Yeah. So there you are. I mean, you're yeah. looking at things change. We're we're looking at what people want to do. They right. they want to walk. They want to be happy. They want to see crafts. They want to bring their families to family friendly event. And so there are. I think that's where the change has mm-hmm. been. But it's all, it's for the for the good of the entire mm-hmm. week, bringing on more people. Yes. Um, making it family friendly and not just one thing one thing only. Right. Make the whole wide variety catch-all and i do want to shout out too you're talking about what would have stayed the same queen's coronation yeah there's always been that yep. uh the um apple pie baking contest is is back and has been oh back. cool yes since about uh i believe 2006 mm-hmm. that is a great event apple pie baking contest it happens at marker miller orchards so you you have those things that have mm-hmm. remained again and are restored and yep. also the ladies horticulture luncheon Huh. Yes, and it, it's called the Ladies' Luncheon, and this is probably, the, and it may have been the very first luncheon event of the festival. And really? I, yeah, and I'd have to quantify that with, with, I believe I heard that, but it originally started where the 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 growers, the apple growers' wives, gathered together and had a luncheon. So from this, huh. because it got bigger yeah. and people wanted to do more, then off came bloomers right. and other events that have come from that. But the Ladies Horticulture Luncheon, uh, it's still going strong. I have to shout that out because it is an- yeah. yet another great event. It almost sounds like that if you have a really cool idea for an event, that the festival is open to, hey, just go and say, if I'm willing to help put it on and figure out how it happens... You can maybe make something happen if if you see if you see a gap or a hole in the festival, you know, 
maybe we need something sports you know oh, yeah, sports, the sports come breakfast. as well you know yeah. so we just go down the list you know and, and the, the 70s dance i think in the 80s dance uh there was a, one of these may be incorporated from the disco dance which is kind of fun just the clothes and the hair yeah <laughs> so there are many things that that make it fun for the actually it's probably about a week and a half that go on during the festival. So I take back my statement. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff there's happening. Of we stuff. don't need anything else. No, never mind. <laughs> Forget that. Um, but I'm I, I'm wanting to ask you a quick question about this too, because over your years, what are some of the fun facts or what are some of the fun memories that you've had over you know your lifetime? Just kind of any anything really stand out? I mean, you've mentioned some people and names at the prayer brunch, but any any kind of uh, historical piece of nugget that you think we should learn about oh there there have been some really funny happenings i'll just keep it right in prayer brunch because that that i can validate yes um one year we were in a festival tent i think it was year three and we were in a small festival tent um at selma and that the morning of prayer brunch it was 51 degrees yeah yes it was very cold and the the event was catered, and I won't go into all that because it's it's kind of humorous in a way. He said, he said, Misty Haven, I have enjoyed working with you very much, but don't call me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was very cold, and that was the year that the generator at two o'clock in the morning refused to come on. Oh wow! And we were setting up at two a.m. in the morning, and uh, a wonderful person, Dick Demarest, God rest his soul, fabulous volunteer for the festival came and got that generator going so we could set up and be ready love it and you, this, you never know what you get with the weather no and the I same mean, year dan Aykroyd rode in this is all one year now yeah. he rode in with four of his buddies on his harleys <laughs> yes while the handbell ensemble was performing no and did soul man i kid you not with his saxophone on was that not prepared he just showed up and did with that? his saxophone with yeah. his saxophone yeah. we did not know he was coming wow yeah Oh, well, then there you go. You never know what you're going to get. Well, I'm looking at right now, thebloom.com. That is the website to go to. How, I mean, just, there's plenty of different links that you, once you go to that landing page, but we need, there's volunteers, there's the events, there's tickets. Walk us through what you think people should do who are listening to say, yeah, either A, I want to get involved or I need, I want to go. If you, if you want tickets, go to thebloom.com or Shenandoah Apple Blossom Festival website, either one. Mm-hmm. And there are drop-downs where you can get tickets. Okay. You may volunteer, and the forms are electronic. They go right to the Bloom office, and they're very quick to, to take care of a volunteer inquiry. I get those, and we've responded to people. Also, the tickets are handled electronically now by Purple Pass. Oh, cool. Yes. So Good. You, you can buy them there, get them there by an email. Uh, for the prayer luncheon, there are probably there may be some tickets still available. There are tickets available to almost every other event. Okay. And the Bloom Store is open at the mall, which oh, is fabulous good. this year. Good. Yes. And our sponsors um, remain, and we do have new sponsors this year. Our title sponsor remains to be Nows Foods Musclemans. Okay. And we are also sponsored by the Willows at Meadow Branch, and. Solenberger's Hardware mm-hmm. and Wilkins Shoe Center, the Brewer family. And our speaker this year is Kim Sharp. Okay. And she is sponsored by Chick fil A and First Bank. So our sponsors Neat. are local. Yeah. We are entrenched in, in the local community and we're so proud to have our sponsors and many volunteers, people who help us in kind also 
so that's pretty much yeah that's great it sounds simple but uh being involved in it as well you know well there's also volunteers to to make all this happen and so you can definitely track it i mean there's plenty of opportunities of how you can get plugged in whether it be the prayer brunch i'm sure they can contact you or find us go online and register to get the tickets and then like you said promote things local bring it back full circle to have everybody promote the local components and the businesses of what makes this happen. Yes. That's what's special. It's a so, great it's a great week in yes, the neighborhood. Absolutely. Well before we let you go, we have typically five iconic questions that we ask all of our guests. Okay. So we will put you in the hot seat, but this will be a piece of cake because you have all the right answers. Very simple. So question number one, what's one of your favorite restaurants in town? Can you pin down a favorite restaurant? Oh, one of my favorite restaurants. Um, let's see. We like, uh, can I have more than one? Sure, of course. Uh, Region 117. Okay. Okay, close. And uh, we like Violino. Yeah. We like Italian from there. We also like Aroma on the mall. Yeah. We're mall people because yeah. we like eating outside. Everything downtown. Yeah, we love eating downtown. And let's see. Yeah, you can't just pick one. I can't just pick one. Yeah, yeah it, would be no. those, it would be those three. Awesome. Love it. Um, Question number two, what's something you love about your neighborhood? You kind of mentioned where you live, but even if it's not a neighborhood, what do you love about where you live? I enjoy the the nurturing in the neighborhood to have kind people. Hmm. And I know in today's culture, that's difficult, Mm -hmm. but being kind is an act of will. So if you want to receive that for you and your family Mm. and your neighborhood, then you have to be kind. Yeah. And be with people and understand that you know, it's a two-way street. So you know you want honor, respect, That's kindness. Cool. There you are. And so you've got kind people I love around kind you. Kind people, yes. 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 And you are a kind person too. Thank I you. hope they would say the same about you. you know, question number three, um, and we'll keep this short, okay? Because you probably have a long answer for this. Why is Winchester such a great place to live? The small town culture still yeah. exists. Yeah. And I pray that it always exists Mm. because that's why people come here. So I I would say to the people who come from out of town Mm -hmm. to here, please keep in mind that we want to be a small town culture. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the golden rule prevails. And then you'll get the kindness on the street. Absolutely. Yes. Question number four, where do you meet or even spend time with new friends in Winchester? Like where, where's the local place that Della goes to like hang out with their friends? I love Bonnie Blue. Oh, yes. That's another favorite restaurant, but <laughs> that's, that's another a good favorite. spot as well. I love Bonnie Blue. That's a small town vibe yes. place right there, too. And if it's real early in the morning, Jiffy Sandwich right yep, across the street. Right across the street. The greatest coffee and iced tea in the universe. You might have just answered the last and final question, but if you have a different answer, you go for it. What is one of Winchester's hidden gems? Solenberger's Hardware. <laughs> All right. <laughs> want to tell you. Yeah. And my friend, my friends own it, Patty, Patty and John Solenberger. But yep. I want to tell you, every time I go in there, well, let me preface. Um, I am old enough that that my daddy took us while they were down on the mall here. Oh, right. To Mr. John's dad. Cool. And that was the biggest treat on Saturday morning. My mom got to sleep late. We came into the hardware store for uh-huh. no reason whatsoever, and the Amherst Diner. Okay, so those are two things. But when they moved to the big store, it's just just a flood of great memories. You can find everything you want there. When my husband says, I need to go to the hardware store, I'm like, oh, I'm in. in." (laughs) It's like an outing. It's a fun place. Fun place to be. And and again, thinking think about keeping it small town, (laughs) the big box stores can take over. And yes, you think you can get everything there. 
when I need something specific, I do go there too. Good. I mean, and that is because they're they have friendly faces, legacy people business. that you know, yes, family owns, and thank you support them. So, Della, thank you so much. Is it you're over amazing already? Thank it, you, Mark. It goes by so quick, absolutely. Thank you. And we'll look at look forward to seeing you at the prayer brunch. Yes. And um, guys, you can hunt me down if you need a volunteer as well. So, thank you, Della. Well, Della definitely knows her stuff. I am excited to have had that chat with her, and she is a wealth of knowledge. Even after we recorded, we, she was going on more about different stories of things that that have happened at the prayer brunch, and um, it's it's you know just the behind the scenes takes of what goes on. I've even heard stories of at the Queen's coronation. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it's we, we talk about the weather, how sometimes it's really hot or sometimes it's really cold. Well, I've heard of people passing out because of the heat at the Queen Coronation and having to come to be rescued for that. I've heard other kinds of stories. She was sharing stories of it being too cold. You just never know what you're going to get with Apple Blossom. But I want to thank Della because I'm excited again to, to prepare for that prayer brunch with her. And um, I do believe there are still tickets available. And that is going to be kind of this upcoming segment where we get a chance to talk about what are those upcoming events. I would just point you to thebloom.com. And you can go to the drop down tab called events. And it starts April 22nd with uh, even a golf classic to then there's a tennis tournament at Stonebrook to then the wine festival that starts that Friday night. Uh, just a whole plethora of items that you can choose from and participate in. And once again, volunteers, I'm sure, are needed. Um, you can definitely uh, go to the website to, to find out more about those opportunities as well, to sponsor things as well if you wanted to get into that. But that is, that is the highlight um, for me is Friday night of Apple Blossom, the 29th after the prayer brunch, fireworks, the parades. They're coming back, people. So be excited about that. Well, moving on to a final segment, I want to get to our social media newsworthy item that caught my eye. And as I was perusing Instagram, it comes to to my it came to my attention. I saw a picture of what looked to be a fox in a crate, and I said, "I have to click on this." It says in the headlines, this is from WTOP News, Fox suspected in Capitol Hill attacks euthanized rabies testing underway and i said is this an april fool's joke come it is not i found out that when you click on this link uh, it says that there's a fox that has been living outside of the u.s capitol building and on tuesday it's been euthanized and being tested for rabies because it's it was responsible according to the dc health official on the scene for nine confirmed bites outside of the Capitol building. One of those attacked by a fox in the recent days was Representative Ami Barra, who represents California's 7th District. And now she she's going understand, under, undergoing a series of rabies shots um, to test for a roughly 15-second encounter. Can you imagine having a 15-second encounter with a crazed fox outside of your place of work? I can't imagine. I mean, I have a, a crazy dog. I call her crazy. She's super nice. She loves me. But um, if she comes in contact with people that she doesn't know, she gets a little, little, little aggressive. She's a rescue. We call her a street dog because of that. I can't imagine then taking that to the next level of somebody the same size as my dog. So, you know, a fox is not huge. But 
what, what, what happens? The fox just shoots out of the bushes and just starts attacking people, biting. 15 seconds, I'm, I'm imagine this, uh, <laughs> this congressperson from, from California is probably shaking it off, kicking it, doing everything we can. I, just the stories that I, I just imagine from just seeing this picture of this sad-looking fox, and poor fox, it's been euthanized. But when, when you look at the post, you have comments on it, of course. And one of the more funny ones says, poor fox, it was only a Democrat. Wow. Well, we're going to get all political with a fox living outside of the U.S. Capitol building. Well, that is the more one of the more impressive social media posts that I have seen recently. So that's your entertainment for the day. I would just encourage you to continue to uh, just pursue these fun Apple Blossom events, as we've talked about before. Um, and, and, you know, when it comes to everything about Iconic Talk, please let us know what you want to hear what you want to learn about Winchester because we want to support and give back to the community as Della has been doing as well. So thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Iconic Talk. We hope you learned something from today's episode. I know I did and look forward to sharing more with you next week. Remember when you're looking for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. And we really appreciate you spending your valuable time with us. So if you have a moment, we'd love to have you leave us a review, rate us, tell a friend about what you are hearing. So take a moment to subscribe, get those downloads whenever you can share us with your friends until next time. Think iconic.